Welcome to With Love Jay, a podcast centered on biblical truths and growing in Christ. My name is Jay Agape, your sister in Christ and the host of this podcast. Here, this is a safe space and we kind of talk about it all from the good to the bad, the evil and the goodness to the warfare and the blessings. So come on in and let's talk about it. Here, truths are spoken, challenges are accepted and encouragement happens. But most importantly of all, it's done with love. You don't have to have it all figured out and you don't have to have all of the answers. Just come as you are. So get your tea, get your tissues and grab your Bible and I'll see you on the inside. How many people currently have a Bible that's sitting on your desk or in your drawer or in the backseat of your car collecting dust because you say it's just too hard to understand? How many of you have thrown in the towel on reading your Bible because it seems like it's another language? Well, if that's you, then you're going to want to stick around for some very useful tips and tricks for making your Bible study just a little bit easier. Welcome to With Love J Podcast, a podcast centered on biblical truths and growing in Christ. I'm your host, Jay Agape, and I'm so glad to have you. If this is your first time tuning in, then I welcome you to the Bible-believing community. And if you're a returning listener, then as always, I thank you for your support and your loyal listenership. Also, if you're a listener who has been around for a while, please do your girl a nice little favor. And on whatever listening platform you're listening on, whether it's Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts, Radio Republic, or Anchor, please leave an honest review and a rating. It really helps this podcast to have more attention in the algorithm and just have more discoverability in general. So if you're able to, then I'd sincerely appreciate it so, so much. All right, family, in today's message, I'm going to be going over five tips and tricks on how to make studying your word just a little bit easier. I get the question a lot. How can I read my Bible in a way that I understand? Where should I start? Or when I start reading the Bible, I get discouraged because I just don't understand what any of it means. Reading the Bible doesn't have to be hard. I mean, in all actuality, it isn't hard at all. We as human beings just tend to overcomplicate things sometimes, but I wanna be able to give you some spiritual advice and encouragement, as well as some practical advice on things you can incorporate into your daily life. The first thing you need to know is that the Bible is a spiritual book that is lived and breathed by God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. There are people, usually those who are non-believers, who say that the Bible is a man-made book. But that's just wrong. Because if it were a man-made book, then it wouldn't go against all of man's desires. The Bible is not just paper and bound leather written by a random author. Through the Holy Spirit, God spoke through the various authors of the many books of the Bible to give us the word that we have today. And all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is profitable for teaching, for instructing, for correcting, and for doctrine. God is spirit. According to John 4 and 24, God is a spirit and those who worship him must do so in spirit and in truth. So in order to understand God and in order to understand his word, you must do so in spirit. So you cannot approach the Bible with a natural mind because it's not a book. It's a spiritual book. So with that being said, 
Tip number one is prayer. Invite God into your worship time. Go to him in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to give you discernment, understanding, and wisdom of his word. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things to bring to you remembrance, all that I have said to you. And when you go to God in prayer, you're showing him submission. You're letting him know that you're putting him in a position to teach you, to be a shepherd, that you're ready to hear his voice and receive his guidance. And not just that, but that you'll also remember all of what you've learned because as scripture says, the Holy Spirit brings remembrance. Step number two is start at a comfortable pace. God knows that you're a babe. He knows that before you can walk, you must learn to crawl. That the basics and foundations must first be laid out. The Bible refers to it as the milk of the gospel. First Peter 2.2 says, Like newborn babies, crave spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Reading the Bible can be overwhelming. There are 66 books, two testaments, various prophecies, various mysteries, various interpretations, theologies, so many things that if you come in as a new convert, you're going to open up that Bible. You're going to see all the ye's, the these, the therefores, the thou's, and you're going to run in the other direction and be like, okay, someone is just going to have to tell me what this book is about because I cannot. I have been there. So start where you are and don't look at how much other people know and allow that to shake your confidence in God. There are some believers who have been believers for 30, 40 plus years and are still babes. And then there are those who come in and hit the ground running. The word is the milk of life. And in order to grow spiritually, you have to keep consuming it. Just like babies, babies drink breast milk. Then they graduate to cereals, then you give them solids, then they're eating finger foods and vegetables, and then eventually their teeth are strong enough to bite into meat, and their bellies are strong enough to digest the meat. And as they're growing, their bones are strengthening, their teeth are strengthening, their digestive systems are strengthening. The same process happens to you spiritually, so start slow and go at a comfortable pace. Tip number three, if you're starting off as a beginner, develop a system for how you're going to read and win. Like I said, the Bible can be overwhelming, but if you can create a system of understanding of how it's broken down and how you plan to study it, it'll make it a little bit more simple. Understanding the main historical figures are important. For example, Adam and Eve are the main historical figures of creation. Moses and the Israelites are the main historical figures of establishing the covenant and the laws of the Old Testament. Jacob and the 12 tribes of Israel are the historical figures of the covenant with Israel, which are God's chosen people. Then in the New Testament, Christ is made manifest in flesh to be a sacrifice for all people to receive salvation if they believe. And the disciples, such as Peter, James, John, Paul, are historical figures for understanding the law and grace and prophecy. You'll need to understand the main storyline. So where you decide to start reading can either put you in the right path of understanding or completely confuse you. You'll also need to understand the concept of the scriptures you're reading and make sure that you're not getting caught up on the tiny 
details. Like I said, sometimes we as humans just tend to overcomplicate things. We put extra bullet points and outlines and definitions and breakdowns on things that are meant to be simple. But God makes his word simple enough that a child can understand. That's why he tells us to have the faith of a child. So to continue with number three, find a website or an app that you can follow along with on a schedule for reading. There are plenty of websites and apps that can help you follow a reading plan at a pace that's comfortable for you. I know I've scrolled past some apps like Daily Soap, um, Gotcha, Bible Reading Plan, that's for iPhones. So it's completely up to you. And if that's not really your speed and you prefer reading from front to back, then you can do that. Another way to create a reading plan is just to simply ask God to reveal to you where in his word he would like to have you. If you feel like reading from Exodus one week, then from Revelation the next, then do what you feel led to do, okay? And I guess I'll call this next tip number 3.5. Read one chapter a day when first starting off. The reason you wanna read a whole chapter is so that you can get the full context of what you're reading. It's super easy to take the wrong interpretation from one single scripture. Now, even though the Bible says that all scripture is profitable for teaching, for correction and for reproof, even the standalone scriptures, the best way to get the full gist of the scripture is to read more than just that one scripture alone. The Bible says that we are to study precept upon precept, line by line. And in order to do that, it takes reading the scriptures leading up to your scripture of focus and the verses that immediately follow. So start slow with one chapter and read more as you become comfortable. Now, there are some books with extremely long chapters. Like I know Deuteronomy has some long chapters. I think Jeremiah and Psalms can get pretty high up there. So of course, if it's an extremely long chapter, then you know, you'll want to break it up into sections. Do it by half or thirds, whatever you feel led to do. Now, as you're reading and studying, you should be creating notes for yourself. Jeremiah 30 and 2 says, Write in a book all the words I have spoken to you. If you've decided to read a chapter or half a chapter, then summarize what it is that you've read in a way that you will understand when you go back to reread it. From the chapter you just read, highlight anywhere from three to four verses that really stood out to you then reflect on what you think God is telling you from those few verses and how you can apply them to your life. There are a number of journaling methods out there. The most common, I believe, is the SOAP method, S-O-A-P. The S stands for scripture, meaning find scriptures that stood out to you. The O stands for observation, meaning what observation did I take away? Main characters, was there a theme, conflicts, trials, resolutions? Anything interesting? Were there prophecies? Were there breakdowns? And what was the main takeaway? A stands for application, meaning how can you apply the message that you've read into your practical everyday life for correction, for teaching, or inspiration? And the P stands for prayer, where you thank God for giving you revelation or you pray for understanding to apply his word to your life. God is always speaking, even in his word. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. So when you open your Bible, it should literally speak to your heart and you should hear the voice of God in every message you take. So ask God, 
What are you speaking to me about in this message that you just gave me? And how can I understand your word more better? And I'll just tell you from personal experience, get you a Bible that you can understand, child. Because if, if you're anything like me, it can be very easy to get caught up on all of the vows, therefores, and yees. So find a Bible translation that you can read comfortably. But let me just say this, you do need to be studying from the KJV primarily. The KJV is the most accurate translation of the original text. Um, unlike other versions of the Bible, like the New King James Version and the NIV, it's the Bible that has had the least taken out of it. So what I would recommend is that when you study, study out of your KJV for your literal translation, and then get yourself a Bible study Bible or just the secondary Bible in general in the translation that you understand and go back and forth as you're reading. If I'm not mistaken, a lot of people say that the ESV and the CS, CSB, excuse me, are super easy to digest. So just find what works for you. In Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 33, God says, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. And after those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Reading the Bible is more than just reading and memorizing scripture. It's about true application and having the word of God written in your heart, which leads me to my next point. Tip number four, stick to the best way that you learn personally. The study style that works for others may not necessarily work best for you. So stick to the best way that you have always learned. There are many, many learning styles, but there are four that are the most common. Visual learners, auditory learners, analytical learners, and hands-on or kinesthetic learners. Visual learners are people who process information through sight and observation. Auditory learners are people who process information by sound or hearing. Analytical learners are people who process information through written material or text. And hands-on kinesthetic learners are people who process information by actively participating. And it's very common to have more than just one learning style. So for example, if you're a visual learner, then you may learn easier by something like watching a YouTube sermon or an online lecture, something that may be visually engaging like watching someone talk or a tutorial or a pictorial that'll help you translate what you just read into practical understanding. If you're an auditory learner, then you may find that something like listening to a podcast like with Love Jay or to an uh, online lecture or even just listening to the audio version of the Bible could help you understand with what you just read. If you're an analytical learner who prefers written material and text, then you may find that reading the Bible is, is easy. It's no problem, right? But if you prefer other ways, then you may find something like a blog or an online devotional may help, or even a website that has things like study notes or sermon notes. And lastly, if you're a hands-on kinesthetic learner, then something like journaling, sketching, drawing, or even joining a Bible community that does Bible study and homework assignments might help you with your learning. It's all about intentionally retaining the word. Now, none of these things are meant to replace you actually going into your word to read, but they are ways to incorporate your particular learning style into biblical practice. So I actually happen to be a combination of all learning styles. So for me personally, my Bible study starts off with me reading the word, of course, right? 
I have a KJV Bible and I also have a women's study Bible with commentary. So I have both open at the same time and I'm going back and forth for translation. I also keep my phone close by just in case I come across a word that I don't understand or I want to look up the Hebrew word, the Greek word, the Latin translation of a certain root word. And as I'm reading, I'm journaling, highlighting and etc. And I'm writing down the overall summary of what it is that I just read, as well as any scriptures that I want to reflect on. I also hop on YouTube and I search for a sermon on what it was that I just studied. Or if I can't find a YouTube video, I'll go to searching through a podcast until I can find something that relates to what I just studied. So that way I can get the full context of what it is that I'm trying to understand. And you may be thinking like, um, that's way too much. I I'm not doing all that. But here's the thing. The thing is that what works for me may not work for you, but that's just what works for me. That's what helps me to retain knowledge and understanding. And it's a time investment because I want to show God that his word is, is worth being invested into. If you can sit in a movie theater and watch a, a three hours Avengers movie, or you can sit around on Sunday and watch Lifetime back to back on your off day, then what's an hour or two for God? Seriously. And lastly, tip number five, remember to thank God for feeding you spiritually. The word of God is not only the bread of life, but it's also the water of the living spirit. So thank him for giving you nourishment. Praying after reading your Bible shows God that not only are you thankful for his truth, but also that you're ready to be a sheep unto his flock, not as just a hearer, but also a doer. So close in prayer and be still and be ready to receive his wisdom and knowledge moving forward. And if by the end of your Bible study, you still have trouble dissecting his word, then tell him, tell God that you need help with understanding whatever it is that you're struggling with. He already knows. His word says that whatever you should ask for by faith in his name, you shall receive. So all you have to do is open up your heart and open up your mouth. You're going to have to make a commitment in your heart to be consistent. Make daily Bible study and devotional time intentional and habitual. When you go to school to learn a new trade, it takes time, it takes focus, and it takes commitment. So apply that same passion to how you study the word of God. It's the same way when you go to the gym. And Lord only, <laughs> Lord only knows how I know how hard it is to get started. Those first couple of days and weeks, you're dragging your feet kicking and screaming you don't want to go but you're telling yourself i know i got to do this right then when you develop that consistency you begin to actually fall in love because you see the results so you'll see god working in your life you'll see that you're trusting more that your faith is increasing that you hear his voice better that you actually want to serve him not be not just because you have to but because you love him there's a scripture in hosea that says in that day then you will no longer call me master, but you will call me husband. That means I'll serve God, not because just he's my master, but because he's my husband. And I serve him because I love him. That's a powerful scripture, y'all. It changes everything. It changes the whole perspective on your relationship with God. Because now it's not a tedious task. Now it's not me waking up, oh, because I know, I know God wants me to, so I'm just going to do it. Now it's me being willing to do it because I love God and I now crave his word. Personal Bible study is not meant to be fast and easy. God wants your time. He says he wants our first fruit. 
our first offering. So it's about true reflection and growing in Christ. And it may be tough at first, but that's just because you got to build up that spiritual muscle, that spiritual endurance. The more you devote yourself, the easier it'll become. And be very careful of Satan because he's a sneaky, old, crafty, clever little roach. He knows how to distract you. And he may use every attempt to get you out of your word. He may try to sprinkle on you what I call the pixie dust. That's that random hit of sleepiness that just creeps up on you out of nowhere. You can could, you could think to yourself, I wasn't even sleepy before I opened my Bible, but now I can't seem to stay awake. Now I'm, 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 I'm drowsy, I'm, <laughs> I'm dozing off. What's the problem? He may have people calling your phone, making your notifications go off, trying to pull you into social media, but stay away. Put your phone on silent if you want, if you don't need it, or on D&D for an hour. Whoever's calling you, they'll be okay. They can leave a message. God will see fit to it because you're giving him your time. And for the love of God, y'all, please don't try to study your Bible half sleep in bed. Let me just say that again. Please don't try to study your Bible. Have sleep in bed at the end of a long day. Please don't do that. Please do not sit in your bed while you are comfortable with your pillows and your blankets propped it up because you will fall asleep. And if you don't fall asleep, you'll be fighting every force. It's a psychological theory that if you study in the same place that you sleep, you're bound to fall asleep. And if you study in the same place that you eat, your brain is programmed to suggest to you that you should be eating and you'll get distracted. And it's true. So if you can, study outside or at a park or at a coffee shop or at your desk, put your foot down and say that you're willing to turn away the things that you want for God. And if it helps, then study with the partner. Have someone who can keep you accountable, but don't delay. The best time to start is now. If you keep procrastinating, you'll procrastinate forever. So pick up your Bible and go into that hidden place. Proverbs 6, 4 says, don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. But that's all that I have for you all today. I really hope that you were able to take something out of this message that you can apply to your life. Remember, Q&A is open after every podcast. So if you ever have a question or a comment, just drop it below and I'll be sure to address it. But it's Tuesday. The week has just begun. And Lord, <laughs> it's so hard to believe that we're, we're already about to end the first quarter of the year. I feel like the days are just getting shorter. But it's Tuesday and we've still got the whole week ahead of us. So wherever you are in the world, all the way from Canada to South Africa and everywhere in between, please remember that you are blessed. Brother, you are blessed. Sister, you are blessed. No weapon formed against you will prosper because all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose because you can do all things through Christ who is your savior and your redeemer. So make the most of this day and have an amazing week, you all. Once again, I'm Jay Agape, and thank you for tuning in to With Love Jay Podcast. Bye-bye.